2: Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Monday, everyone. We have a uh, a quality, not quantity day today, guys. We got 13 college basketball games, 8 NBA games, 1 NHL game. We also have the NHL trade deadline going down right now. My B's made a small move Dan Heinen for Zach Ritchie. So I'm uh, going to monitor all the futures odds movement. Uh, as of right now, there's still 20 minutes till deadline. By the time this gets posted, the deadline will have passed. So uh, I'll update you guys in the newsletter with all the futures movement. But um, obviously we did see uh, the Capitals pick up Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been making some moves. So have Tampa Bay. So if you're a hockey fan – uh, only one game tonight. I do think we have some value here on Columbus, even though they're laying a big number. But exciting times if you're a fan of the NHL. Uh, but as always, guys, hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, let's get after it. Big day today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in this weekend to the Lombardi line. We have a new show format. Uh, I'm now, uh, instead of the the reporter here, every once and again cutting to me, I'm kind of an equal partner, so I'm really excited and really thankful and really honored. So moving forward, uh, you might see a little more of me on the Lombardi line. Also, we changed it up to two hours instead of three, and we're also um, trying to hit on more games and just rapid fire and really uh, cover everything that we can. We'll go back to three hours when we get back to the NFL season, but uh, big things happening on the Lombardi line—it's uh, uh, really exciting. So I think it's going to be a great format moving forward. We got a new producer, Stephanie, who's been killing it. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep on grinding like we always do. But reminder: on the weekends, you can wake up with me uh, and Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi, 9 a.m. Eastern time to 11 Eastern time. In the morning, get your coffee, uh, fire up your tablet, tune in, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll break down all the games for that day. So i am been doing, obviously, it's all college hoops. I did find out that I will be traveling to Las Vegas to meet everyone at the South Point, the VEASAN crew. I'll be there for uh, that opening um, selection Sunday, and then through that first week of the tournament, I'm super excited. So hopefully I'll be able to meet all you guys there. First drinks on me, uh, next tour on you. Uh, but super excited, a lot going on here, guys. Obviously, college hoops. But I do want to start off with a couple different things um, before we get to it. As always, make sure uh, if you haven't yet, you got to sign up for the VSIN newsletter. It's the best introduction to VSIN, it's free It's your inbox every morning. My guy, Bill Adi, will set you up with everything going on at VSIN. We have Dave Tooley's. Um, view from Vegas, recap of the previous night. We got promos, we got picks, contests, everything you need. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It also includes my Market Insights column every morning. Previewing some games and letting you guys know uh, some systems and uh, hopefully some um, some early sharp actions so you can beat, beat the line movement, beat the closing line. Uh, as always, if you're looking for more VEASAN, uh, which I'm super proud of the team, we have so much more to offer, you can go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You have a seven-day free trial. See if you like it. You get that uh, afternoon best bet email detailing you know, dozens of different picks and plays, best bets from all the different decent experts, Greg Peterson, Killing College Hoops, uh, Mitchie and Paulie, and everybody. Uh, they're included with their plays. Get that best bet afternoon email every day at around, I think, 3, and then it goes out again around maybe 5, but that's included in the paid membership. You also get every point spread weekly magazine, every betting guide, all of our proprietary data, all the replays of all the different programming. So, again, seven-day trial, see if you like it. No hard feelings if you don't, but I know that you will. So if you go to vsun.com slash subscribe. Uh, As always, make sure you're on Twitter. Twitter is where it's at. It's where the betting convo never ends. So uh, even if you don't have a Twitter yet, make one. If you're a serious sports better, it's such a wealth of information, that the fact that it's real-time. You can monitor different sports books, Veasan experts. You can follow me at Josh underscore Insights, uh, as well as make sure you follow Veasan at Veasan Live. Uh, but first off, guys, I want to go over a couple things. Uh, I think we can stretch our legs a little bit here, just because we have somewhat of a smaller slate today. If you add up college, NBA, and NHL, it's only what 22 games. So we'll get to all of them. But I want to start off with a couple things, just teachable moments, things that we can use to our advantage moving forward. Wrote about it in the newsletter this morning. Veasan.com/newsletter. And really, there's two two great hits, contrarian hits yesterday: Ohio State and Indiana. And I think these are really really important because um, you can use these as a blueprint moving forward. These are topics that we always talk about, and these are situations that you always want to learn to recognize moving forward. To me, sports betting—you know—losses are going to happen. You're going to get hot. You're going to get cold. But if you grind, you stay long, uh, stay that long-term, even keeled approach. Marathon, not a sprint. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Make sure you're on the sharp side of every play. Manage your bankroll with with fearless uh, nature, but with discipline as well. Um, losses will happen, but you want to learn from them. And a lot of times uh, you'll be able to recognize situations that then you can use uh, to your advantage in the future. So two yesterday that really caught my eye. Uh, again, wrote about in the newsletter, but Ohio State. They're at home against Maryland. And when we talk about going contrarian, you know, I think a lot of people um, – make may think that it's just pretty simple, pretty easy, pretty, pretty blind. Find out where the public is, bet the other side, you know, in a way that, that, you know, nuts and bolts is basically what it is, but it's a little more complex than that. The key is that number one, you got to only do it in these most heavily bet games that really have the most public action. Because when you're betting against the public and why do we bet against the public? You've heard, you've heard me say it a million times. I've written about a full chapter in it in my book, the everything guide to sports betting available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble the number one key is that more often than not the public loses. So the public is not really. Uh, I want them to listen to this podcast, but they're really not. They're really not looking at lines, odds, analytics, anything. They're betting based on gut instinct, bias. They're betting based on favoritism. Uh, who's the bigger name school? What's the who has the better record? Who's at home? Who's the favorite? Who's been playing better? Uh, you know, playing better as of late. Uh, so really, more often than not the public loses. Sure, they're going to win here and there, but long term the house always wins. Number two, by betting against the public, you can take advantage of inflated lines, and that means the odds makers are shading these numbers toward the public side, making the public take a worse number. So, long-term betting against the public is a smart long-term strategy, but you got to make sure you only do it in the heavily, heavily bet games—the games that are out, that are nationally televised. They're on ESPN, um, they're on TNT, TBS, ESPN Two. Um, if it's on TV, it's a good good idea to probably bet against the public because public bets games that are on TV. Also, if they have big name schools or uh, ranked teams, if there's two ranked teams, even better. But those are the opportunities you want to look for because betting against the public is only valuable when you can bet on a game with a lot of public action. You know, you can look at ticket splits. So, like typically, when you talk about betting against the public, good cutoff is like sixty percent, forty percent. You want to be on that forty percent side or less. You know, seventy-five, twenty-five. You want to be on that twenty-five percent or less. However, if Maryland, Ohio, you know, Ohio State. You know, you had 60, almost two thirds of bets on Maryland, uh, good value betting public with Ohio State. However, you know you could have the same ticket split where two thirds of bets are on you know Long Island University and St. Francis, PA is only getting one third of bets. But even though those ticket counts are the same, there's nobody betting that Long Island University game. So maybe those the that you know two thirds of bets are actually from sharp betters. So make sure it's only these heavily bet games. Um, And then also make sure that you have some sharp action. So I think that's really the key here. Like uh, these two examples, just to, you know, kind of remember going forward. Ohio State, the most heavily bet game of the day yesterday. Everyone was loading up on Maryland. They had a better record. Uh, Two-thirds of bets are on Maryland. Yet Ohio State opened as a -a two-and-a-half point favorite. The line stayed at two-and-a-half, and it even moved to three. So reverse line movement. Why is the betting line moving toward the unpopular side When the public's already on Maryland, the books are saying, okay, you want to bet Maryland? Here's a two and a half. Number one, why why did open Ohio State minus two and a half to begin with? That's, you know, smell a rat automatically. Um, But you want Maryland? Here's a two and a half. Okay, come back an hour later. Here's a three. Why are the odds makers giving you a better number when they're, quote, unquote, the better team on paper and everyone's betting them? You know, easy, easy dead giveaway there that Ohio State was a sharp play. uh, Most heavily bet game contrarian favorite fade the trendy dog reverse line move in their favor. ohio state wins 79 72 covers the number second game was penn state indiana penn state better record ranked team indiana was unranked yet the game opened at pretty much a pick them again while the odds makers set the number at a pick when penn state is the better team on paper these are the things you want to look out for second most or it was the most heavily bet game of the day or second most heavily bet but most lopsided almost eight out of ten bets on penn state I'd open at a pick'em, got down to um, – it got actually to Penn State minus one at one point. But here's another thing, late movement. Uh, when you got closer to tip-off there, Indiana went back to a pick'em, and they actually closed minus one. So that's kind of a sharp line freeze, reverse line move. Um, those are the really the things you want, guys. So, like, betting against the public, always valuable in heavily bet games. But really the key here is got to have an element of sharp action, a reverse line move, a line freeze. You know, inflated lines are valuable too, but that's really super lopsided. And you got to go from like, you know, plus two up to plus four when you can really get value there. But ideally in the long run, don't just be contrarian, have sharp action. That's really, really the key. And then obviously have multiple outs, shop for the best line, get the best number. That That's really, really important. But um, Indiana 168.60. So Ohio State, Indiana, examples of contrarian value sharp plays, but also with wise guy action in their favor. So um, I think it's a great time here to, Really hone in, and we've been grinding college hoops literally since day one and really kind of hitting our stride here, uh, maybe over the last month or so. But uh, moving forward into conference tournament, uh, conference tournaments and, and March Madness, Contrarian's going to skyrocket. If you like betting against the public, wait until March Madness. The number of ticket, the ticket count, just skyrocket. You have people who don't bet all year long, but the buzz of filling out brackets in your office and at school and your workplace and whatever – Uh, everyone's betting it. You're betting your alma mater. You know, you didn't bet a single game all year, but uh, you went to Wisconsin, so you're going to bet Wisconsin. So just get ready. It's going to be a perfect storm here. Uh, Now, the second thing I wanted to get to before we talk about all the games for today was spring training betting. So uh, (laughs) I I have a lot of thoughts on spring training betting, baseball. I think it's important that we address it, number one, because the lines are out. They started a few days ago. You can bet on it. I think a lot of people may think, can you even bet spring training? Um, but yes, you can. And I think number one, uh, I go one of two ways, either lay off it completely, which, you know, to me, I, am not a huge fan of betting preseason just because, you know, teams aren't really trying to win, especially in baseball, but that does provide an opportunity. If you're going to bet on it, here's an edge. Uh, we talked about dogs in the NFL, um, preseason. I wonder if that'll change because they're going to change the CBA here. If the players union agrees to it, the 17 game season and only have, um, three, Preseason games instead of four, so we'll see how that changes things. But um, if you're going to bet baseball, here's an edge. Uh, I was doing some research here, and I've, I've followed this trend for a long time here, uh, looking at my historical database and just from uh, anecdotally and remembering a lot of spring training results. Um, so number one, spring training is obviously different. Uh, you have a lot of split squads. Starters really don't play at all. If they play, they're going to play two innings, then they'll leave the game. Um, you're not, a lot of these rosters are pe- people you've never heard of young guys. And really they're trying to evaluate them. Um, even starters are, you know, working on something specific, like a guy will just throw his curveball, try a new pitch. Maybe he gets rocked. Maybe he doesn't, but doesn't really care about the results. It's more about, uh, trying new things, getting in the groove, getting ready and evaluating here. So a lot of people say, why bet on something that has no meaning behind it, but there is value here focusing on dogs. So gotta remember baseball, money line sport. Uh, It's like hockey. So dogs have a lot of value because you don't have to win, you know, 52.38% of your plays with minus 110 juice to to break even like in spread. Uh, If you bet on a lot of dogs and you're getting plus 120, plus 150, plus 180, you can win 45% of the time and still make some money. So one thing is dogs and spring training are more valuable than in the regular season. Uh, Because again, if the game doesn't matter, why not take the team with plus money? So regular season underdogs since 2005, they're 42.5% win rate. When they go to uh, spring training, they get up to 46.2% win rate. So that's almost a 4% uh, raise here with a, um, with a higher win rate in spring training versus regular season. Again, 42.5% regular season, 46.2 in spring training. So right off the bat, uh, dogs have more value in spring training. Now you're still losing here because, um, You know, the win-loss is obviously sub-50 here, uh, so you're still losing overall. But the key is uh, going on the run line in spring training. The run line is also known as the spread. That's your favorite minus 1.5, but here it's your dog plus 1.5. So this means you can either just win the game or you can lose by one, and you still cover the 1.5. Obviously, lines are different here. You're not getting as big of a payout. However, spring training run line underdogs since 2005, 61.8%. Crazy. Uh, $100 guy betting each one will be up around $2,200 over that uh, stretch of time. The key is if they're also on the road. So run line, road, underdog since 05, 64.4%. You're up 76 units. $100, $100 guy is up almost $8,000. And the, the reason why it sends it over the top is that there's no home uh, home field advantage in spring training. The stadiums are much smaller. It's a laid-back crowd. No one really cares. And uh, the attendance is much, much lower. So, uh, that's another reason why uh, you don't want to bet home teams, and it's a benefit to the road team. But also, believe it or not, uh, games do end in ties. So getting the one and a half on a tie game, you cash your bet. Uh, you see that sometimes in spring training. I remember one of my earliest, I remember, not my earliest, but I do remember with my uh, with my buddies, we were diehard baseball players, grew up in a small town, all played baseball together from uh, T-ball up through high school, uh, up through American Legion as well. But I remember that. I think it was Milwaukee, Bud Sealy got a ton of shit. The game ended in a tie. I think that was the game Tory Hunter robbed uh, Barry Bonds too. But um, again, there's no ties in baseball. There's no crying in baseball, but there actually is in the preseason in spring training. So remember, if you're going to bet, either don't bet it at all, but if you're going to bet spring training, run line, dogs, the plus one and a half on the road, tons of value, 64.4% win rate. Uh, last but not least, uh, I forgot to mention this in the uh, in the rundown here early, but – did anyone bet Tyson Fury? If so, great hit. Uh, this was a huge hit for the books. Fury did knock out Wilder. Uh, he won by a TKO in the seventh round. This was a big hit for the for um, for the books because the public and a lot of sharps I respected too were all on Fury. Uh, Fury went from around minus 115 favorite up to almost minus 130, minus 150. Wilder, sorry, minus 115 up to minus 150. Fury was around a Kind of even money to plus 115, so huge hit if you're able to get Fury. Uh, the guy's crazy, 6'9", nine, uh, weighed about 270, and Wilder is just you know jacked and undefeated. But uh, Fury took care of business there, and a lot of people thought if Fury won it would be a decision, and if um, if Wilder won it would be a knockout. But uh, we talked about this on the Lombardi line, but you could actually bet exact results in boxing. And again, if you bet boxing, uh, it's kind of cool how heavyweight bouts are really coming back here. Um, again, one of my first ones I remember is uh, Tyson Holyfield. I think it was maybe 10 years old uh, when he bit his ear off. But um, Fury by TKO is plus 505 at Circus Sports. So huge hit if you got that. And if somehow you're a Rain Man and you knew Fury would win in round seven, plus 5,000. So shout out to anyone who did take Fury. Uh, great hit uh, on Saturday night. Also, anyone pay the pay-per-view? Or did you go out to a bar when they had it playing there? Uh, but I, d- I did not see it, unfortunately. Uh wasn't willing to pay the money, um, but obviously great hit there for uh, the Gypsy King. Uh, now let's flip it over to all our games for today, guys. So let's run through some NBA. Uh, got eight games on the board today, so let's just talk about a few of them. Uh, first one that caught my eye was the Bucks and the Wizards. Uh, did see this line rise a little bit, 241 up to 243 and a half, or even 244. So obviously a really high total. And uh, when you have a high total, of 240 or more, the under is 13 and 6. So take that uh, for what it's worth. It's actually 64% historically. But if you like the over, you know, public's about even. It's not like public's pounding the over. The line is rising. So little value to the over. The line did rise. Uh, non-division overs are 61% this year. You got to look at the the spread too. It went from Bucks minus 12 to minus 13 and a half. Um, Wizards technically technically wouldn't be. The tanking spot, because they're right around, they're right above that uh, cutoff there, the 30, win percentage of 350 or, or less. Uh, however, Bucs um, would have a match with uh, the Washington Wizards being on the second leg of a back-to-back. So it's a heavy public play. Bucks went from minus 12 to minus 13. But if you want to lay the wood here with the Bucs, um, again, big public play. You're not getting the best number, but second leg of a back-to-back. Uh, that would benefit Milwaukee uh, with that line move to the over. Second game, Miami Heat and Cleveland Cavs saw so a little bit here to the under. It opened up at 223. It's down to 222 and a half, or even 222. Uh, so uh, sharps have been hitting the under in that one. The Heat would match as a tanking system. So remember, tanking teams would be take a road fave versus a tanking team, and that road fave has to have a win percentage of 47% or higher. And that tanking team has to have a win percentage of uh, 350 or less. But so far this season, that's a 4-0 system. So that would be a match there with the Cavs heat under. Uh, The Cavs heat under and the Heat um, laying six. Keep cruising, Hawks and 76ers. This game is crazy to me, guys. Uh, It seems like you got to take the Hawks. They're getting eight and a half points. Um, Ben Simmons is out. Tobias Harris is questionable. You know, But And you also have three road refs. Scott Wall, Zach Zarba, and Haywood Workman are all road refs. They're about between 51 and 54% to the road team. But what's crazy to me is the line is moving toward Philly. They're contrarian. They're only getting um, a little more than a third of bets. They go from minus 8 to minus 8.5. So, again, it's like, how do you not bet Atlanta here? I was looking at head-to-head, too. Atlanta's done pretty well against Philly. They beat Philly uh, 127-117 about – almost a month ago and in October, uh, they only lost by two. So it's like, again, how do you not take the Hawks here? They won two in a row Philly off a loss, but I, something's fishy about that line. The Sixers are so Jekyll and Hyde. You like them one day, they play terrible. You bet against them. They, they play well. Um, this looks way too good to be true with Atlanta. Again, they could very well cover this number, but this is kind of a layoff to me. Cause it moved 76ers minus eight to minus eight and a half with all these guys out. Why is this line moving toward Philly? It's just, just kind of stinks, Um, so that's a a weird one to cap. Uh, Magic and the Nets, some value here on the Magic. They're on the road. You have almost 8 out of 10 bets on Brooklyn. Line open at Brooklyn minus 3.5, and and it is either still at 3.5 or up to 4. You saw some sharp money hit Orlando at plus 4. Orlando's um, coming off a loss. Brooklyn's won 3 of 4, and, of course, with no Kyrie, I think they'll actually play better. Uh, Did see some sharp money to the over. It's kind of both the pros and Joes, but it opened at 212.5. It's up to 214. So that would be a non-division over, 53% this year, a sub-230 over on the rise, 56% this year. So that would match to that Brooklyn Nets uh, over. Keep on cruising. Uh, One last game that caught my eye, Suns and the Jazz. Saw a little sharp action to this over as well. It opened at 223.5. It's up to 224.5, even seeing some books go to 225. Uh, this would be another non-division over, fast pace, high efficiency over, sub 230 on the rise. So a lot of uh, a lot of signals there to the over. You also got a good couple good over refs, Tyler Ford and C.J. Washington, and uh, these teams to the over. Let's see, Phoenix is 30 and 27 to the under. Utah is 29 and 27 to the over. The last time these teams played way back in October, so it's hard to take anything from that. But that was a 96-95 game. That game went way under, uh, but did see that total rise. And, and uh, the Jazz have been going to the over um, a little bit lately. So, And actually, you do have uh, Phoenix to the under one, two, four straight games. So um, actually, Jazz to the under two straight games. So I like buying low when both teams have gone under because uh, recently because recency bias, public will say, okay, got to be another under. But actually, it's going up, and uh, maybe the books kind of set that number a little deflated low um, because the new public would lean under there. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye on that Suns jazz, kind of a contrarian over it is a contrarian over two thirds of bets on the under. So uh, if you want to sweat that under, there's some value there. So it over to NHL. There's only one NHL game here, guys, uh, as we have the uh, trade deadline today, uh, Ottawa against CBJ. I think you have some value here on CBJ. You're laying kind of a big number. But um, again, it's the only game in hockey night, so maybe it's a little more heavily bet than usual just because it's the only one on ice and the buzz of the trade deadline. Maybe you get a little more rec- recreational money, um, given a shot with hockey, with um, kind of all the, the media frenzy and buzz going on right now. Only one game to choose from. Uh, but kind of tail the tape here um, Columbus minus one, goals for, goals against, but Ottawa's minus 48. Uh, Ottawa's terrible on the road, 6 17 and 5. Columbus is pretty good at home, 18 11 and 4. Uh, both teams kind of struggling as a late. Last 10 for Ottawa, they're 3-6-1. and 1. Last 10 for CBJ, they're 2-3-5. and 5. I think you have some value here on Columbus. Um, you did see this line open, let's see, around minus 200 for Columbus, and it's gotten up to minus 225. So line is rising. Obviously, you're laying a big number here. But Columbus would match a couple good systems. Um, let's see, two bad teams, 500 or less, take the favorite especially if they're at home, that's 63% this year. And then I love this system. I'm going to lean on it a lot, but uh, late season, game 60 or beyond, so 60 out of uh, 82. The favorite uh, made the playoffs the previous year. The opponent did not. uh, 17-11 so far, uh, overall 64% since 2005, so it would match with CBJ. Uh, Also with CBJ, you did see a big trade here for the Ottawa Senators. They sent uh jg Pajot, a uh, pretty good player one of their best offensive guys they traded him to uh, the Isles, so they're down one of their best players and also columbus is on a big losing streak here i think you get a good effort effort uh out of them and um it's also a revenge game december they lost four to three so uh, i think it's uh, some value there on columbus in that one uh, now we get to some college hoops big college hoops night guys there's only 13 games like we mentioned but as a result they're all gonna be pretty heavily bet we got some big, big matchups here that we can take advantage of. Uh, so first one I wanted to talk about was um, Louisville and Florida State. So Louisville, Florida State, most heavily bet game of the night. Great contrarian opportunity. You want to bet bet against the public? We've been talking about this a lot um, in the, in the intro and in the newsletter. But good value to back Louisville. So Louisville, 23 and five, ranked ranked 11th. Florida State, 23 and four, ranked eighth. So right off the bat. You know, anytime you got to remember, anytime two ranked teams go head to head, public will just take whoever is the higher ranked team. And that's exactly what's happening here tonight. Florida State ranked eighth again, Louisville 11th. Florida State is also at home. Public loves home teams and they're laying kind of a short number. So this is a really, really sharp line freeze. So this game opened Florida State minus two and a half. Public says, give me the better team at home, higher ranked, laying a short number. Of course, they'll win by three or more. However, even though it's the most heavily bet game and two thirds of bets are betting Florida State, the line has remained at two and a half. Some books have even fallen to two throughout the day. So, really, all liability has been on Louisville. And remember, guys, you know, if a line opened two and a half, it's still at two and a half. You know, you got to say, okay, um, look at your live odds, look at the line history. Line history means that you can actually have a breakdown of every single move that was made, not just the open and the current. And by seeing where the liability was, um, where was the number moving the entire time? All liability was toward Louisville. So buying low on Louisville, a uh, ton of value here in this ACC heavyweight uh, heavyweight bout here. Um, and also Ken Palm has this as a Florida State game winning by 1.70 to 69. So getting two and a half with Louisville, uh, top contrarian play. It's also a road conference dog, which we love. And you're buying low on a really good team in an undervalued spot. So uh, Louisville getting two and a half, tons of value here. Did see a little bit to the over, open 140 and a half. It's up to 141 and a half, or even 142 at some shops. And both these teams have been pretty good to the over, 15 and 12 for Louisville, 16 and 11 for Florida State. So uh, some good value here for Louisville as well as the over. Uh, second most heavily bet game tonight: the night, West Virginia and Texas. So West Virginia, they've been kind of crazy lately. They're 19 and 8. They're ranked 17th. However, they've really been struggling as of late. They lost 3 of 4. Uh, they lost 67-60 to TCU, uh, big hit for TCU for us in that game, uh, really sharp contrarian play. Um, but they were a 4.5-point favorite in that one. Uh, Texas is playing well. They won two straight. They just upset Kansas State 70-59 as a 5.5-point dog, so they're really trending in uh, completely different directions. However, early betting here was on Florida State, or um, West Virginia, sorry. They opened uh, minus 4 on the road, got all the way up to 5.5 or even 6. And it was early heavy betting West Virginia. It's evened out a little bit here. Ticket counts pretty much 50-50, slight to West Virginia. So it's really not a huge contrarian play. But I think you have some value at this point on Texas because of an inflated line. So if you hit West Virginia early at minus 4, that's what a lot of sharp bettors did. So if you hit the 4, you kind of just sit on that. You're going to beat the closing line most likely. But at this point, you're now getting a full point and a half of value off the opener. And I think Texas is really the value play, getting plus five and a half. You do have Ken Palm, has this as a four-point game, West Virginia 64-60. And again, at four, okay, you know, if it was contrarian, Texas would have value, but really it's the five and a half, getting a better number. And any book that got the six immediately went back down to five and a half. Looks like it's actually going to fall down to five. So getting the five and a half, I think you'll beat the closing line. Um, Conference dog, great value there. Also to the over, open at 125, it's up to 127. And what's, in, what's interesting is um, public's about even, you know, they know that uh, West Virginia is great to the under 20 and seven they They're like the opposite of Gonzaga and Texas is 15 and 12 to the under. Uh, also Texas would be good ATS, bad ATS value. They're 11 and 16 against the spread. West Virginia is 14 and 13. So Texas has, has really lost a lot of tickets for the public. West Virginia is cashed, you know, up until recently, a lot of tickets for the public. So I think there's good value buying low on Texas getting five and a half. Hopefully you grab it before it falls. Uh, next big game, there's only two more big games, and really there's not much after that, mostly added extra games. But uh, Oklahoma State and Kansas. So Kansas, absolutely massive hit against Baylor. Uh, big hit there for Sharps on the Lombardi line. We talked about Kansas really being the wise guy play. I think it opened at, what, Baylor minus 2. It got down to 1.5, uh, even though public was on Baylor. And you really rarely get a good team like Kansas uh, in that situation here. But now they're ranked number one overall. They're at home against OK State, It was 14-13. and 13. Uh, This line opened at Kansas minus 15, uh, and it's fallen down to 14 and a half. And the public is actually grabbing Oklahoma State, uh, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, But Oklahoma State did have a big win against Oklahoma. They've won three of four. Maybe the public just says, okay, it's kind of a high number. I would lean still Kansas here because you're getting Kansas. To me, it's either Kansas or no play just because, uh, yeah, Oklahoma State is a conference road dog getting a lot of points. I get it. However, there is a system here kansas as a double digit uh home favorite under bill self they're 57 percent since 2005 and also um public is on okay state kansas is actually a contrarian favorite usually kansas is getting um you know 70 percent of bets or more but yet public's on okay state um i think the value play is kansas or nothing here and a little deflated they're down to 14 and a half so maybe that line goes back up to 15 but if you do like sweating kansas as a favorite uh, you have some value here because they're a rare contrarian, Faye the Trendy Dog, and they're pretty good when they're a, a home double-digit favorite. And it looks like Ken Palm has, has a 16-point win for Kansas. So, again, Kansas or nothing, I think, in that spot. Uh, Nebraska-Illinois, 50-50 down the middle. Tickets are split. Um, this is your fourth biggest game here. Line open at 13.5, has not budged. Probably the perfect number here. Um Some books, I think one book went 14 down to 13 and a half, but really most books haven't moved. However, did see a little bit to the over. Open at 144. Public is all over the under. Yet it's risen to 145 and a half, or even 146. Saw some wise guys hit the over, uh, 144 and a half. And uh, Nebraska 16-10 to the over. Uh, Illinois is 15-10 to the under. Uh, Nebraska averaging about 71, giving up 76. Illinois scoring 72, giving up 64. But um. I think there's some value there to the over, contrarian over opportunity, Nebraska, Illinois. And then, really, only one other game that caught my eye it was Norfolk State against Bethune Cookman. Um, ton of value here to the under. It's an added game, extra game. The total open at 142. It's now down to 141. So remember, added games, extra games. No public is betting these games. They, they don't even know where to find the games. They don't know how to bet them. They don't know where they're located on the live odds page or um, at a ticket window. Or what tab on an online account you find these games? By the way, just look for extra games or added games. Uh, but no uh, public bettors are betting this yet. Uh, the line fell 142 to 141. So who are betting these games? Sharps that have a model. Uh, maybe they have this game in the, in the 130s. Ken Palm has this as a 139 total. So if you're getting under 142, down to one under 141, some pretty good value there with Norfolk State and Bethune Cookman. Uh, that's about it guys, another day, another dollar, uh, podcast flew by. I love that we were able to hit on a bunch of different sports, uh, kind of get us back in the groove, uh, starting off a new week. Let's start off hot. And, uh, I like that we're really hitting our stride with college hoops, dabbling a little NBA. Uh, I think hockey, uh, kind of will be under the radar pretty sharp rest of the way. Now that we have trade deadline, futures movement, you kind of know what you're working with. Teams are really going to kind of tank like in the NBA or um, you're gonna lose guys, add guys, so it makes capping a little bit easier and taking advantage of like these late sis, late season systems as well. Um, but that, but but that's about it, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in as always. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, episode 102, can you believe it? Also, uh, do I sound any better? Is my voice clear? Is it a better listening experience? I tell you what, this uh, this Yeti microphone is badass, um, and I now have the Yeti mic with headphones. And uh, I have these old Sony headphones, and uh, they're, like, perfect. So I love the new setup. Hopefully uh, the sound quality is a lot better. And um, as always, I want I want the experience to be as uh, profitable and enjoyable as possible. So hopefully this has been an improvement. Uh, but but uh, good luck today, guys. Have an excellent Monday. Um, remember, if you ever want to learn more about sports betting, and the key is if you're tuning in this pod, you're probably pretty serious. You know, I don't think average Joes are – who really bet a game here and there listening to the pod. I want everyone to join. I want them to all bet. Uh, I want them all to listen, and I want them to learn and improve and get better. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a serious better. Uh, you're determined, you want to put in the effort, you want to increase your win rate, you want to make money, you want to do better. Um, and one good way to do that, aside from signing up for VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, is getting my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Don't you love that shameless promotion? Uh, but The Everything Guide to Sports Betting, Uh, Came out in 2019 in February. Uh, It's kind of my baby. I spent a whole summer living in Gloucester, uh, which is where the perfect storm, if you've seen that movie, was filmed. Uh, Great seafood, by the way. But never left my apartment all summer for about five months, and I put everything I learned working in the betting industry for about a decade into that book. So um, it gets you the fundamentals, glossary of terms, uh, how odds makers set lines, why lines move, how they move, how to interpret line movement. That's really half the battle how to set up a bankroll management plan, how to shop for the best line, how to place a bet in person, how to open up an online account, um, how to go contrarian, why to go contrarian, how to spot sharp action, how to make a smart bet with your head, not your heart, tips and strategies for all the major sports, how to build a gambling community, how to have a, a, a grinders with blinders, sports betting mentality. So if you're ever looking for more, um, and, again, it's all about knowledge, and I think especially for new bettors, I wish I had – Read a book like this when I got started it would have saved me a lot of losses, but um, you do learn through your losses. But yeah, um, if you're in a newly legalized state, or you're listening to the pod, you want to learn more, uh, or you know a friend or a family member or a loved one who uh, could use a, a few tips, a few few guidelines here. Um, my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting, is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And if you like it and you uh, you wanna you wanna make me happy, give it five stars and a solid review on Amazon. Uh, that's what it, guys. Have an excellent day. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, we're grinding. And, by the way, it was about 55 degrees here in Boston today on the North Shore. So uh, I finally got to ditch the winter coat, and uh, spring is in the air. So I'm feeling good. I'm happy. But good luck, everyone. Cash your plays. Stay fearless. Stay sharp. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Manage your bankroll flat betting. One unit per play. Bet to risk, not bet to win. 3% of your bankroll per play. And we grind. We grind with blinders. Grinders with blinders, GWB. But good luck, everyone. I'll catch you at the window. And as always, avoid parlays. When I see you at the window and I'm at the South Point for March Madness, you better not have a parlay ticket in your hand. Good luck, guys. Catch you tomorrow.